It's your boy, Trippy Guy Tyson. Y'all tune in to Village of the Village. All right, so you know, it's the captain of the Hidden Comedy Village, Jimmy Wolf, your boy speaking on the slide shows and on the media. This is the Three Sword King here, Villains of the Village podcast, our first episode. All right, you got Omni Oven. I'm going to play your moderator today. Well, it's your boy, Elevation, a.k.a. It's your boy, Elevation, a.k.a. Melt. Did he say a.k.a. Melt? Job of the Hut, the stupid damn push to talk. Bro, you stop getting mad at technology, bro. You sound old. Nah. And then we got a Nick, and then Zora walk away before his introduction. He gotta get his hat. He had to get that big fitted. We use him, we can use any name. Introduce yourself. So I don't have to use this name. He will think about the name. He trying to get goaded on us, bro. That's crazy. You trying to trap you know, over. He trying to get a feet over I us, feel like, oh, no, no, no. I feel like he's trying to figure out what 007 agent name he want to give us. Or I mean, all this could be edited and chopped up, but bro, say your name. It's your boy Shadow, representing LA. And I will be your host today. We gonna we gonna start it off. We gonna kick it off with the top five TikToks of the week. Drop that shit, Juby. Show them niggas that shit, Big Juby. Now we got Byron's car wash live from Coney Island. Are you vaccinated? Yes, sir. I was feeling thirsty. Your mom gave me a gallon of honey to quench that. You are. It's no snow on the floor. He's really skiing the Coney Island on a hard top. What we do in Coney Island, Colette? Real, son. We keep it real. Fuck your life. Bing bang. He had too many shots. You want a shot? Hey, yo, Ariana Grande, what's up, mama? I'll come to Coney Island and take a spin on a cyclone. I miss you. Let's see that flip, boy. Yeah. Put the yellow foams on. I have seven female wives. Go to my Instagram. What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out the Hey, yo. This is the Kim and Kanye of Coney Island. And Kim, they got shit on me. Yo, he got his phone in his balls. Steve Jobs did not die for this. If you see these dogs in your front yard, just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong. That's the funniest shit on, on the internet. Instant bro, that's epic. Blew the internet up this week, bro. Hey, I, did, I didn't know that there was a Caucasian guy in the dang on taxi that started the bang bong. <laughs> I'm right, we, telling you, my man, my man in the drawers that said he got seven female wives. That did it for me. <laughs> nah, the best part of my opinion is Steve Jobs did not die for this. Yo, that crackhead is my new favorite crackhead. What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. <laughs> Take me out to dinner. All right, uh, and we're gonna slide into the next part of the top five takes. So we're gonna shout out our real homie Barhead Podcast. Shout out to the big homie yeah. Barhead. Okay, check out his battle rap. Check out his TikTok. Did a crazy remake of this. Fuck your life. Bing bong. If you see these dogs in your front yard, just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong. What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out the dinner. Hey, yo. Ariana Grande, what's up, mama? I'll come to Coney Island and take a... Juby. <laughs> that was happening. Come on, DJ Big Juby. You killed my man, uh, Shine, it, it dude. Cut, no, it, it, it ended, and then it restarted the slideshow. Run it back. Run it back, Big Juby. Fuck your life. Bing bong. If you see these dogs in your front yard, just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong. What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out the dinner. Hey, yo. Ariana Grande, what's up, mama? I'll come to Coney Island and take a... That's the end of the video, y'all. Can we take a moment to reflect on the fire-ass do-rags that my nigga had in yeah, this right. video? The, 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 the goaded, goaded references to the... He used every straw hat in that. Goaded references. All the references hit perfect. The Brooke reference, Sanji, Luffy, everybody's reference hit perfect. All right, so we're going we gonna to run another one of the top five videos. What we got next, Juvie? What the fuck is up, YouTube? Today I'm going to be feeding my little brother my dad's ashes 
make sure you punch the fettuccine a la fuck face out of the like button and sexually molest what did he say that fucking subscribe button and fuck everybody in the comments and then put their shoes on and eat the donkey shit let's get into this video white people are undefeated <laughs> It's it's everybody in the store behind him ignoring him. Bro, I I have not. This is my first time seeing that TikTok, bro. What what the fuck? <laughs> Did he Just say remember it could go down in the self checkout line at the Walmart, Carl. Chris, what would you ready to say? I was saying, did he say molest the like button? I, I replay it for you. Sexually, sexually molest button and sexually molest that fucking subscribe button and fuck everybody in the comments and then put their shoes on and eat the donkey shit. Let's get into this video. Eat the donkey shit was wow. the, right. the, the two people behind is he a ghost? Does no one hear him? That's all the people are they're there. ignoring him. <laughs> like he's in the hardware section of Walmart. Y'all yeah. uh, wanna segue into the next one? Oh, we gonna we gonna segue into what's the vibe. All right, so this week for what's the vibe we're rating all right we're gonna be rating Ang angelic hood rat by kenny mason you can kick it off trippy i love to kick it off considering i suggested this album uh this album was was uh it was a refreshing taste of like experimental uniqueness for real for real. like he took a sound that i was used to and evolved it and changed it into something that i hadn't really heard before he took a lot of influences from people that i know he's influenced from and implemented that into his music. And I think he did it fantastically. My favorite song off the joint is probably Play Ball or Read. Those two joints ride for, for no, no apparent reason. I have no low lights on this album. All I have is like, there are moments where I don't, I don't necessarily understand where he's going emotionally, but I understand that he's going somewhere. I just can't necessarily uh, empathize to it, but I realize that he's making a point. But for me, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. This is a, this is a four turnups. Four turnips out of five for me. Okay, so if y'all unfamiliar with our rating system, what we're doing is turn up is on the upside of the album, which we go five turn up. Pipe down is basically if you dislike the item of the album, we can go five pipe downs, and your most average artist will play the mid section. NBA Young Boy. Or the Soldier Boys of the World. Kentrail and Soldier Boys. Kentrail Draco. All right, go ahead and give what you think about it, Three Swords. Oh, this album was amazing um, to me. Like, a, a, a young indie artist, he he produced more than half of this album. You know what I'm saying? I mean, solo production on seven songs and partly product on two more. The album was amazing. The sounds were amazing. He had so many different flows. It's incredible. Um, the way that he would venture out and switch his style up was very, like, very courageous. I commend him for it. For me, the album was a five out of five turn up. Who would you say your favorite or worst song was on the album? My favorite songs would have to be Partments and Playball. Uh, I love Partments for the story he told, and Playball, I just love the sound and what he went for. It it gave me that old school Madden 06 vibe, you know what I'm saying? Chilling with the homies on the bikes vibe. And I don't think I have a worse song. If I had to, like, if I had to throw something, I don't know what it would be. I, I really don't. I can't think of one off the top of my head. So I'm definitely rating this album at like a three or a four turn up. I'll say like a 3.5 
For me, my only downplay of the album is the flow of the music. I felt like for a while at the end, I was listening to the outro over and over. But is that a good or is that a bad thing? For me, it's a good thing. So I'm, I'm sort of weighed in between. I'm going to listen to this album a lot more. It's definitely replayable. My favorite song is Partments and Breathe Again. Actually, Breathe Again is done with uh, Juice, Juice World's girlfriend. So like I said, I'm at like a 3.5. Anybody else? I guess so I'm going to listen to this card, this album with the homies and today earlier in the car with the whole bass experience this album is like 4.5 to like a 5 on the um on the turn up scale uh titan and apartments or just apartments i'm sorry titan and apartments are my favorite two songs on the album uh i love his ability to show range in 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 his craft other than just just rapping or um yeah i get this a 5 just rapping Go ahead, Elevation. Uh, I was saying I did a brief listen, and uh, I, I I like the album. I give it two and a half turnups. The production for me was a little off. I didn't really like uh, the way that the album flowed, but uh, the dude uh, he's very talented. Uh, he's got a nice you know mix of he knows what he wants to do with a particular song. I like pups and. Um, the uh what was the other song play ball play ball was a banger because it was kind of got like a rock deal kind of reminded me like or uh xx extension where he was going before you know his life was ended but uh i give it a two a two and a half turnouts but rp to go yeah rp i think the production could have been a little better that's what held it back for me but it was it was pretty good though uh, not to not to start to challenge that. Do do you think it was just extremely experimental? Because I, I don't know if I think the production was bad. That was one of the highlights for me. I just think it was very. He tried a bunch of shit that niggas really wouldn't try. Well, productions. I'm not. When I'm talking about production, I'm not talking about from a beat standpoint. I'm talking about from a track flow standpoint. I think that mixing uh, and mastering. Yeah, I, I just think that like he could have put his uh, certain songs in certain other places, but I realized he was trying to tell a story, so. I'm not gonna ding him too much for that, but uh, it kind of shows his uh, production experience from putting an album together. But uh, if this is his first, you know, foray into rap, like this dude's gonna have a great career. Absolutely, and, and I cannot wait to see what Kenny Mason does in the future. If this is his floor, I can't wait to see what the ceiling is. Nah, he said it perfectly. If this is the floor, I can't wait for the ceiling. Did you guys hear any inspirations in his music? Any artists that he might be inspired by? Yeah, yeah. I got the. I, I told y'all the excess Tentacion vibe is there. The Young Thug is extremely prominent, if you ask me. And he also takes a, a kin to, to Juice World in a way. But I think that all of them who take a kin to Juice World, they really got a lot of that shit from Marilyn Manson. Uzi says it himself. Like they got a lot of that rock shit from Marilyn Manson. And I will say this about almost any rapper that does this well, Lil Uzi included. I feel like every rapper that um, has that rock rap sound, that perfect mix between the two, has found that sound that Lil Wayne wanted when he made the Rebirth album. He wanted that sound, but he didn't have it then. These artists have found it, and they're bringing new light to the rap game with it. Also, his visuals are take you there with them songs, bro. What did y'all think about some of the visuals that he's got, such as his music videos and stuff like that? Hey, I ain't gonna lie. It gave me, like, me and my homies could have shot this vibe. It's like a lot, like, Give me an iPhone 13 and then a motherfucking couple of bikes. I could have did that, but that's not to knock it. 
that's really to big it up. Like a minimalist approach for a lot of, for, for music videos and me is usually better. Like a grandiose video is great. I love it. Like you spent a lot of money, your budget was crazy. But I have a respect for the gritty and the grime of you and just your niggas in, in, your, in your neighborhood recording on an iPhone or on a stabilizer. Like I have a respect for that. So the videos is great for me. I don't remember what video that was, but the one with the bikes definitely take you back in the day with it. You know what I'm saying? Like That's riding cool. around with the homies and, and going ball. to the park smoke up real quick. Yeah, that play ball, that definitely took me back. Straight Cali vibes. Yeah, wa wa watching the young the the play ball video and hearing it, it just it, it took me back to when I was like in the nineties when I was riding around bicycles around my friend's neighborhood. It, it just it was absolute complete vibe and the perfect video for that song. Play ball it actually gave me more of a Nirvana feel than anything. It kind of reminded me of those grunge videos you would watch back in the day with like grunge rock bands that were coming up and they was like broke, but they just did with what they could. And I really like his his uh, artistic style, his sensibilities. Most definitely, I love the Playboy video a lot. Like like I said, the song already gave me mad in 06 vibes. Just that old school. Denny Slayer with the Randy Moss jersey. Dude, the Randy Moss jersey. He on the on the bleachers. Like it, it it gave me the whole vibe for it, man, for real. And I know this song was on album, but his hit video, like that, the camera work, amazing story, amazing. He, this dude, watch out for this dude, man. All right, so we gonna. Oh. I think, go ahead, Trippy. Go ahead. And we gonna slide into the next segment here. Uh, so the consensus I feel like though is this is a really good album uh, but we're gonna slide into the next on Unpop Culture I wanna we're gonna start off with the baby's breakup alright so recently the baby just broke up with Delaney in which it was public on social media that he obviously kicked her out of the house called the police on her and she's not from where he's from so she was pretty much left stranded with a baby or at least that's how it was projected to be made seem what do you guys think about this topic I think the narrative around this topic is that she was stranded with a baby. But I also feel like Danny bred it. Like, I feel like Danny got money, her own money. So I feel like, how did you get stranded and you got your own funds? What makes you think you got, she got her own funds? I mean, she's a baby mother in the music industry. She make music of her. Is that the baby's baby? Yeah, De De Delani is a, she's an artist. She, <laughs> she had songs out before she even got with the baby. One for Chris Brown too. Is that the baby's baby? I think so. He, yeah, he a piece of shit though. Like, let's not divert from the fact that he a piece of shit. But I'm just saying. I'm, I, I'm just asking. I just. <laughs> um, this is just another thing that the baby has done at this point, right? Like, are we really like? <laughs> I mean, I feel that this definitely adds on to the Gucci store beatings and the random fan beatings, and uh, it definitely just adds on to the list. It's a the baby feet as toxicity rises. You know what I'm saying? I think that the, anything that the baby does is going to be broken down and overanalyzed and, sh and stuff. So I, I don't really, I can't really delve into his life and know whether or not he was in the right or in the wrong. But the narrative is that he was wrong for kicking his baby mama out. But I mean, you know, are we looking at what she might have did? She could have put her, hand, her, her hands on him or, you know, it could have been anything. You know, he could have been trying to prevent a domestic violence situation. So... You know, it, 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 you know, he does come off as a piece of shit, but, you know, he might have been trying to prevent a situation from happening that could have been way worse, you know. I respect that. Look at both perspectives. I respect that, but he's rich. So I don't feel like he has this. I don't feel like he's at the same mercy of 
the rest of us. Like, if a woman is in here beating on me, I don't have too many options but to run away or call the police. You know what I'm saying? He could have a driver come pick his baby mother up, take her to a five-star hotel. You know what I'm saying? All that. He put her on the street, though. It seems kind of weird to me. Yeah, the kick-out thing is a little odd. Nah, I like Halevation's view on it. It's pretty open-minded. But here's my question. As a street-slash-gangster rapper, how did the police get involved? The police. I mean, did y'all just say that he should have called the police? You know what I'm saying? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. But if if he's street-type gangster, he also done been to court for killing niggas and made statements about the nigga he shot. You feel me? For In retaliation. And that's some shit gangsters not going to do neither. You're not going to get on the stand and say nothing. Even if you in self-defense, you're not going to go. Again, he's rich. He, he has to go. He, he has to keep his money. You know what I'm saying? Like, my thing is, I, I don't expect him to call the police because I feel like wealth gives you the ability to do other things. But at the same time, like, I feel like at this point, like, I feel hell of is saying I agree. People blow things that the baby do out of proportion, right? But at this point in your career, after you've shot someone, you think two people, you've hit someone, a couple people, a female fan by accident. I mean, People's grabbing you and stuff, but you know it is what it is. You 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 go out and say, I don't care that you said people were sucking dick in the parking lot. I care about your misinformation on AIDS. Like people with AIDS just died. Yes, sir. That's ridiculous, bro. And now you're kicking your baby muffin out. Like nothing you do, I agree with. <laughs> I think that's a great segue into cancel culture, though. And like, what do we think about cancel culture? Like, in my opinion, cancel culture is extremely ineffective. Everyone who has been really attempted to be canceled still has a way of making money and still succeeds. Like, if you don't allow cancel culture to affect you, it won't affect you. So, so can- cancel culture is more effective the more sheep that are behind it. If there's not a lot of sheep behind the movement, cancel culture is not effective. The example being Dave Chappelle, a lot of people were on Dave Chappelle's side before um, the young lady tried to cancel him. Or, for example, James Charles from TikTok, how he was messaging little boys. And ain't nobody talking about this no more. He back on TikTok chilling and chilling it like nothing happened. And that goes to what I was about to say. Does cancel culture affect rich people? Because it's like, you know, uh, it affects people that are on the come up, but it don't affect people that are already came up. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're like, you know, you got some Bill Cosby or Kelly type stuff going on. Sweet potato uh, pops. <laughs> yeah, or, ever, or Harvey Weinstein type stuff. Like, if you got anything to do with sexual assault or, like, you know, doing stuff to women, then, yeah, you can't overcome that. But most stuff, most cancel culture stuff, it's temporary. You lay low for a while and, you know, you can overcome it. If you got enough money, that is. I, I just have one thing to say to that. They, Donald Trump has sexually assaulted many people. He became president and no one cares. So, like, I feel like depending on who you are, you could be sexual assault thing. I mean, but he's a billionaire, so yeah, he can overcome that. <laughs> yeah, he's saying effectively, what he's saying is if you're established, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do in, in America. If you're established and you have money behind you, you can do what you want. I think the whole cancer culture just comes from fans screaming, hear me. This is what I want. This is what I want to happen. But at the end of the day, it's very transparent because we all know what really happens. Unless you keep screaming, nothing is going to go on. And like you guys said, that's why these celebrities set up things such as publicists and things like that. So they can maneuver through cancel culture and they can still pay attention to their fans and sort of satisfy their needs. You know what I mean? Yeah, didn't even think about the publicist aspect. Uh, I think like if you built enough of a platform to where 
you've done generous acts like a Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying, where, you know, he wasn't defending black people. Um, well, he he was saying stuff about black people and then he got caught caught up, you know. But if you've done enough generous acts, that can also wipe away cancel culture. In the case of Dave Chappelle, he's always been unapologetic, but still Netflix was like, you're not getting rid of our cash cow. So it goes back to the money situation. How much money can you make to overcome your cancel culture? You know what I'm saying? Um, Drew Brees also works for the Klan, so that also helped him. I don't know if Zorro tried to say something. Are you trying to say something, Zorro? No, I ain't saying nothing. You should. Do y'all remember they tried to cancel Magic Johnson a long time ago, bro? That's a great segue. So, <laughs> under the next segment of Unpop Culture, I'd like to bring up the idea that Magic Johnson never had AIDS. Never. Not once in his life. What did he say? <laughs> I mean, was it that he never had AIDS or did yeah, he get Dr. Sebi? <laughs> Are we talking about he never had AIDS or he never had HIV? You know what I mean, Mike. He <laughs> never had AIDS. I mean, he had AIDS. He just paid to get rid of it. No, Zoro. Here, let me talk to you like this. Let me let me, let me, me give you the rundown, Zoro. <sighs> he slept with those 100 women before he was married, allegedly. Then had a, a son and a, and married a woman, right? Neither one of them have ever tested positive for AIDS. Never. I also want to point out the time in which that AIDS was ravaging black communities. The black community thought it was strictly a gay thing. It was strictly homosexual. So what makes the most sense? Let's put an obviously heterosexual sponsor on the face of this movement who is black to get black people to take this thing seriously. I think Magic came out and said he got AIDS for a pay cut. They told him, here, we'll give you this lump sum of money. You just got to say you got this shit. And that'll, that'll convince the black people to take this shit seriously. I like your view when you were talking about earlier this week about him being the spokesperson for AIDS. But at the end of the day, bro, I don't think AIDS is something you just, or HIV is just something you play about. And you you just say, I've got it just to get the attention for it. I don't, I don't see that kind of draw for it. I don't think it Because it makes people... Go ahead, Elevation. I was just about to say, like, you know, I was going to segue into what you were saying. Um, I don't think that, like, if he did... Uh, say it for the heterosexual community, uh, black community. He got paid for that. Like, it, it, as you can see now, you know how rich he is because he never came from a business background. And you know how how are you such a how are you so wealthy now when you're not like Shaq or any of these other mogul type NBA players who's always had their hands in the things, but now you're a billionaire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not to connect to a degree. But Michael Jordan though. What? But Michael Jordan Jordan's always, had, Jordan definitely had, but Michael Jordan's always had rich people around him, though, like to, to help him out with stuff. Like Magic was just always the guy that was smiling and charismatic. He never even had any business associations. Think about his personality. Magic is the greatest spokesperson possible, in all honesty. No, that's what I was about to say. He does a lot of spokesperson work. He had a little catchphrase back in the day. I, I'm just saying, in, in the terms of people making money after their career, Michael Jordan was an alcoholic gambler. And he later became a billionaire. I'm just saying it could be done. It could. I See, for Magic, I feel like he was on a he was at a climb in his life, and to drop right there, especially drop away from most of your social life. I don't know. I don't know if I can That's, judge him. You, you you lean into my point. I was about to make another point. Or sorry, 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 cut you off. But also, nigga, he took a hiatus from basketball for five months and was right back on the basketball court. There was no real time away from basketball. He's right back on the court. 
HIV though. Right. So at this point in time, what did we think about HIV? Or what, what was the stigma around AIDS? You were sickly. You were close to dying. Like you couldn't just be out playing basketball and shit. This also leads to my point that the nigga never had it. I think the money gave him access. I think the doctors around him and the health experts that he could easily be connected with, with some of the more people with money, gave him a little more access. Now, five months, that's a miracle. I, I understand that. And that's that's still in question, you know what I mean? We saw what happened to Jenny on Forrest Gump. Come on now. <laughs> hey, yo, chill. Jenny deserved that shit, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, the dots don't really add up. I, I, I agree with Trippy, And like I said, his business acumen... He never had a strong business acumen. Michael Jordan always was swimming with millionaires. He always had millionaire friends, people that was giving him good advice. Whereas I never really saw Magic Johnson, you know, in that realm, even though Michael Jordan was alcoholic and shit like that. But, you know, gamblers, you know, a lot of rich people gamble. Jordan lost a lot. The sad part is I feel like Trippie's kind of convincing me. I, I, I still want to say that Magic Johnson had HIV, just not AIDS. And the medicine he got back then is the same medicine people get now. He just had money to get it. But I respect that, but I like conspiracies. <laughs> what we got next, Trippy? We're going to slide into cats versus dogs. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to just get my opinion off rip. This is a no contest. Um, cats suck. I'm sorry. Excuse my French. Cats are probably bottom tier pet of all time like i'd rather have an anole you know y'all know what an anole is it's the little green lizards that do nothing i'd rather have an anole than a cat no cat i mean people I buy cats just you know not do so much work so i kind of agree with you on that one i agree with trippy 100 cats are assholes Fuck cats. agree with trippy cats everything everybody agrees with trippy I can't say all the way fuck them cats. I'm definitely a dog person, but cats definitely do have like a bonding system with people and shit like that. But I'm allergic to them. So if I'm if I'm inside of a house, they got to get the fuck away from me, bro, bro. I mean, that's just because you're sick. I ain't like a cat's fault. Nah, nah, that's the cat's fault. We'll be honest. It's the cat's fault. My nigga Owen got an amazing immune system. It's the cat's fault. But I'm going to defend myself. I am. <laughs> I want a cat because dogs are too much work. Like... It's like getting, it's like buying it. Oh, I can't say that. It's like having a child. <laughs> Which strengthens his argument of why dog or why cats ain't shit. But this is what I'm saying. I don't want to just go, if I wanted to have a child, you know, I'll go have a child. No way. I really, if I want a pet, I, I have to do things. I want my pet to, pet to be able to take care of itself while I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? That cats are basically like teenagers. They can actually cook and clean for themselves. Exactly. <laughs> And that's garbage. The worst part of being a parent is when you have a teenager in your crib. But I, I definitely hear that. I don't have any kids. Has anybody seen these videos of cats just smacking their owners for fun? Exactly. Why the fuck would you want a cat? Cats are assholes. I, I was at a shorty's house once, not to go on a long quest, but I was at a shorty's house once, and I, you know, we did the deed. You feel me? I fell asleep in a bed or whatever. Tell me why this whack ass cat gonna jump from the top rope of the dresser on my chest in the middle of the night. I don't know you, bro. Bro, like... Swanton bomb, bro. It's bottom tier. Bottom tier. Right. <laughs> as far as domestic pets, they're definitely a runner-up, but the dog rules. Bro. everywhere. You feel what I'm saying? You say they shit everywhere? My cat. You can train them out of that, bro. I don't a, do a dog can get you through trauma. A cat will give you trauma. 
That's not true. A cat also helps people through trauma. Don't shit. A cat, they can sit there and let you pet them. A dog tell you, I love you. I ain't never. So, so three swords. Service cat in my life. Three swords. It's extremely hard. It's extremely hard to train a cat to be a um a service animal versus a dog. Listen, your cat can be intuitive to you. Cats just aren't doing that for everybody. And that's why, yo, a dog would do that for everybody. A cat would do that only for their owner. No, so that's you not want an animal that's true. effectively a mashup between a hermit and a recluse. You want a weirdo who just like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true because you have dogs that act the same way. Which dogs? No, you have dogs. That I'm saying you, you, have, you have dogs that will that will be just for you. They won't mess with. We don't even count Chihuahuas as real dogs in my house. Those are rat dogs. See, now I'm finding out y'all just discriminatory towards animals. I've been cats. Exactly. Facts. Don't try to throw words with multiple syllables out there on us. But we got to keep it pushing and go forward. Uh, uh, it sounds yeah, like we are in unison in that. Some of these, some of these debates. Cats are absolutely awful, is what we came to the conclusion. And Mike is a weirdo. Listen, hey, if you have a cat, I'm with it. Just know that. <laughs> so what we got next, Trivi? We are going to slide into these uh, these debates, this or that. Bow! Why is the Zoro up on his camera like you could have slapped somebody? Tell me Zoro don't got the energy I just choked the dude out in the alley every time you see him. Exactly. Chill, 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 chill. <laughs> so for this or that, our first debate, and this is uh, heavily inspired by Vape's opinion, we have Denzel Washington versus Samuel L. Jackson. What we're debating is there is whether they're an icon in their acting skills. I'm going to be honest with you. Denzel Washington. Denzel Don't take away from Samuel because he's definitely an icon. He's an iconic side character. That's $10,000 alpaca. You don't scrub that, you blot that shit. Samuel Jackson does wash in comedy, though. You know, I'm surging. I mean, a movie, but like, how many comedies does he have? You got, your mic was breaking up, say that again. I said, yeah, okay, but like, how many comedies does he actually have? Like, Samuel Jackson. How many Pretty comedies does he have? How, how, how many roles does he comedic again? I believe three. Denzel is. Denzel is a more versatile actor, whereas Samuel L is is a is a is an atypical type actor. But it doesn't take away from Samuel L. It's just Denzel. He's he can pretty much do any type of role. Samuel L. You have to put him in certain type of roles. Ten percent. Not even Bumby took ten percent. Nico, as a way of doing business, as this way. And that's the wrong way. I would definitely say Denzel could do any type of role, but we haven't seen Denzel do comedy as much as good as we've seen Samuel do it. What comedies Samuel is Denzel will turn, will turn roles that aren't comedy roles into comedy. For example, Pulp Fiction. All right, so Halibation asked you a question. What uh, comedy roles has Denzel played in? If he hasn't played in any comedy roles, then I, I would have checked that. I definitely have checked that. Not really comparing to me the girls before. And my so why you thinking that? I got a question. Who has the more iconic scenes? My Denzel. Definitely. It's Denzel Low Diff. No Samuel fans. That's crazy. He's got some iconic scenes. He definitely. I love Samuel. But no, he he, he, he does, just, but that's not the question you asked. Because you said who had more Denzel. That's all. Listen, I, I just don't like Samuel like that. He he's not my cup of tea. He's cool in Avengers. He's cool in like you know 
few other movies, but like, yeah, he's, he's not my cup of tea. Can you elaborate a little more, Zorro? Straight simple is like a lot of his films, minus the like Avengers movies that he play in or any Marvel movie playing, is like one track minded with me. So it's like he comes off as, as like the loud mouth, get it, gotta get it type character. He only has one volume, like that's it. He's Samuel Jackson. So with just a quick search, I can't find any comedic Denzel roles or any roles that he was comedic yeah. in. They don't exist. I've been casted in any, but I think he could do comedy. He's just never been given a chance. And Juby, turning a movie that's supposed to be serious or a role that's supposed to be serious into something comedic is not a good thing, in my opinion. In my opinion, it is. I that Denzel was actually I could argue that Denzel was actually funny in Training Day because it was more like a realistic funny. The way he played that character was hilarious. And but and again, if he does that in every role, though, Juby, he to me that means he just can't play serious roles. Oh no, I'm not saying that. Samuel Jackson is cast to play Samuel Jackson in 90% of his movies, which is a bad thing. Take him seriously most of the time as something serious because he's funny. But with certain roles like like Pulp Fiction, like Shaft though it works I, I feel that but I'm not going to compare him to a si more serious actor because I don't I, I, I think a better comparison would have been probably Bernie Mac versus Samuel L. Jackson rather than Denzel but then again Bernie Mac is actually funny even off stage or Will Smith versus Samuel Jackson but, Will but Smith then, is also funny even off stage I mean, but the, the thing about Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac don't have a, as much a, as big of, or didn't have as much of a big acting career as Samuel Jackson did. It was more so about because both of these actors, Denzel and Samuel Jackson, have such a large acting career. That's why. Well, well that's because so, his and, life was so, and life was cut was cut short. But Bernie Mac had played in more side roles than uh, Samuel L. Probably at the time of his death, Samuel. It's I, just I that Samuel, 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 Samuel L. Jackson was just not a side Samuel L. was starting to become more of an him. icon at that time. Samuel also didn't start acting until he was forty. Put, put it like this: If Bernie Mac was still alive, hey, yo, that's a feat. <laughs> he'll have a more impact. He already had an impact when he was alive with the Bernie Mac show. There were certain movie roles that he was supposed to get, but unfortunately, because he's no longer with us, it had to be passed on to somebody else. And that, that's why I say that that's the feat for Samuel, because Samuel didn't have any outside um, or previous influence on media. He literally just came out of nowhere and was like, it, it was like a star. Of course. So, in defense uh, of Baker, this topic, I think he said that Denzel is actually the, you know, he, he's a great actor. But Samuel has better movies. He has actually been in better movies than Denzel's category of movies. I'm about to take you on a trip with me. Being in a better movie doesn't make you a better actor. But I emphatically disagree with that statement. Explain I, 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 I agree because the, the, the movies that Samuel Jackson and most of them he did not star in where Denzel was the star of his movies. I, I, I don't think Samuel has better movies than Sam, Samuel being in better movies doesn't mean that Samuel is the tr the contributor of that being a better movie. I feel that, but I still don't even think that's true. They're going to detail. Like, it's quality over quantity. Samuel definitely has the quantity, but Denzel definitely has the quality. Exactly. Like let's talk about like how right. good these movies by Denzel are. How good Man on Fire was, how good John Q was. 
how good training day was. If we just talking about movies he was in, how good glory was. I, I mean, but vape, vape said all those are trash, so. What did he say? Vape is an old man, though, so. Hey, can we do ourselves a favor and not quote vape trash quotes on Wednesday? Let vape make stupid statements on Sunday. I got that's you, perfect, got that's you. perfect segue into things vape said. Hey, that's a fact. Hey, that's a fact. That's a fantastic segue into things vape said. This week, uh, Mike, you got them written down? Yes, sir! Black Panther is just Iron Man, but black. Unequivocally, the most racist, anti-black state. That's wrong with so many levels. Trippy's having a little technical difficulty. I'm going to take host right quick. I think no, as he walk outside, he's too. Yeah, he outside. All right, so I want to jump back over to this or this, because I'm really not interested in the ignorance that Vape has had, to be honest with you. That's my boy, though. But our next topic, hey. we have... Terrell Owens versus Randy Moss. As far as who do you pick as your favorite receiver? Oh boy. Yes, I'm, I'm biased. I would take Terrell Owens. I wasn't screaming T.O. when I was catching over people as a younger. I was screaming Moss. You know what I'm saying? Moss, Moss pretty much showed us how to dominate a defender. I agree with that, but I think when it comes down to it, yeah, Moss has a catchphrase and iconic moments, but Randy Moss is the better wide receiver. He goes across the middle. He's way more physical, um, a possession receiver, and a deep threat at the same time. We know Trippy gonna have a lot to say on this subject. <laughs> Where Trippy's mic won't work. <laughs> Yo, is Trippy in a vehicle? Yeah, Trippy is in a vehicle. Trippy is in a vehicle in the middle of the podcast. Wow. <laughs> what? What a. I mean, this, All right, so this is a hard. We will act like Trippy right here. Let's, yeah, I, take, let's, I take Terrell Owens, though. Terrell Owens. I, I would also take Terrell Owens over Randy Moss. So we're just going to swing into the next one. Let's, LeBron or Kobe, your pick. Levant, LeBron versus Kobe, your pick. Are we talking about overall? Who would you pick for your franchise? Pick franchise, Kobe. better player, would whatever. My whatever franchise, you honestly, to I would go with LeBron for my franchise. As a, as a personal pick, I would go with Kobe. Player, definitely Kobe. Say that one more time, Zorro. If we're talking about making a franchise or like saying the brand, I'll pick LeBron. He's a better marketer. He's a good play, player, a great player. But if we're talking about overall, I'm picking Kobe. Yeah, if I want to start a team in a franchise, I got to choose Kobe. Fuck marketing because I need that. I need a player that's going to have common sense. LeBron this season has just shown that he's not a good, a good picker of talent. You know, I, how can you choose West to be on your fucking team? Like, nah. Don't sleep on Westbrook. I understand what you're talking about. Trash. After hearing that, I might pick LeBron. <laughs> but me, I would rather have the blueprint than the copy of the blueprint, bro. Like, I'll stick with Kobe. I don't think Kobe and LeBron are, are play alike at all. Um, I don't necessarily mean that they play alike, but they've done some some of the same things. They both played for the Lakers. And I, I'm, I'm just talking about a specific thing as far as the Lakers. They both crafted their own teams and selected their own players and basically been the centerfold of the franchise as franchise players. For me, I feel like Kobe did it better because he still held the responsibility of the team. LeBron is going out and getting people that he think is going to help him win and still doesn't win. Exactly. I mean, are we, are we not going to bring up that LeBron has been team hopping for the past, like, what, like five years? I don't hear y'all bring that up with any other player, yo. That's so that's so much of a downplay to actually discredit a player, though. Like it doesn't matter if you team hop or not. It doesn't matter at all. But how 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 can how, how can you build a team and if you constantly leave the team leave the team for another team? 
That's what happened. But the team hopping doesn't really affect me. That's why I just spe- picked the specific team he was when, with, which is the Lakers. When, when, when LeBron was with Cleveland, did, did, did he not hold Cleveland down? Doobie, let me talk, Doobie. Let me talk, Doobie. That's crazy. So that's all part of being selected and drafted as a player. You got the draft and you got trades. You got contracts. I'm not mad if your contract's up, you go to another team. Just do something while you're here with this team. What do you mean do something? Like take a team to the finals? Because he did that his first time in Cleveland. Win a championship, he did that in Miami. Win a championship, he did that in Cleveland. Win a championship, he did that in L.A. Uh, Mike, you're leaving out very important context. What is he supposed to do? You leaving out very important context. So he won those championships. We ain't gonna talk about the failures on the way to them championships. We ain't gonna talk about 2011 against the Mavericks. Nothing. <laughs> this man is in the car. But I feel like fun. he had. I feel your point, three swords. But I feel like he had the resources to do a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Especially throughout his career, he had the resources and the pull and the attention to do a lot more than he's already done. As far as just playing the game, just playing the game of basketball. He's about to break. Kareem, I was you, Kareem's record for most points in the NBA. Oh, spell it. Spell his last name, fool. All right, all right, all right. So real quick, before you spell that name, uh, is is this the last this or that? I think Trippy has something to say, but I'm sure he ain't get it out yet. He's still in the water. Trippy is in a vehicle. He lost his ability to speak. Last piece of this or this hey, is. What music do you smoke, drink, or vibe to? I'm not gonna lie, I'm still nostalgic. I go back to Devin the Dude all the time. Doobie Ashtray never gets old, bro. Y'all might hate me for my my choice. Let's hear it. Heavy metal or rock? How is you vibing to hate music? Heavy metal. <laughs> hate music. This is hate music. Y'all don't understand the whole concept of it. I don't understand words of it. I don't understand. Hey, hey, yo. But I, I don't vibe to uh, to metal music. That's like more when I want to get hype, like for the gym or like uh, like you know I want to like beat somebody up. But like if I'm vibing, for me it's it's like it's eighties and nineties R and B. See, see, I thought you would have understood me on this one because we both listen to the same type of genre. Like there's multiple layers when it comes to like heavy metal and rock. Like you got the metallic side, you got the fucking the side that sounds like it's fucking R and B and all that shit. Like there's multiple different segments in type of R and like like heavy metal and rock. To be completely honest, the real reason why I listen to it is because African Americans basically expired it, created it was just talking about a white man. That's everything. You got you got to realize, Zoro, when, when we hear heavy metal, most of us think of screamo music. And that that's the downplay of the music. That's why I well, said... Most people confuse heavy eat. metal with... Most people confuse heavy metal with death metal. You know what I'm saying? And I, like I said, there's a lot of... Like, a lot of lighter metal or rock, like Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin. Well, not Led Zeppelin so much, but uh, Metallica and stuff like that. But... You know, for vibing, like chilling, nah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be R and B, at least for me. I don't know about y'all. I mean, it, it all depends on the mood, but majority of my mood is always, I'm always dealing with like ignorant people, and it's like I just want to escape the reality that I'm in. So it's like heavy metal or rock for me. So, so for I me, I do it, it's basically the equivalent of me watching anime. I kind of answer to one specific vibe, which is basically smoking. If I'm listening to music on the regular, I'm really into like movie scores, classical music. Some some stuff, you know, it's a little bit embarrassing to say because I look like I'm going to just be riding around bumping gangster rap, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening to OSTs, 
stuff like that. I just want to clear my mind for real and get a little focus. Me but too. See, ain't I, nothing too. wrong with listening I'm to Alright, I, I, I feel you on that. I listen to like OSTs when I'm like working out at the gym. That's like my gym vibe. Um, I don't smoke. So as far as drinking, I'm I'm, I'm like uh, elevation, like 90s, 90s R&B like solo is your favorite verse, bro. I'm sorry. That shit is just so lovely. I agree with that, but like my smoke vibe is definitely like some some Mac Miller and Lil Uzi. What does your plate got to do with the podcast? That should be a real debate because, you know, I, I would say like a good 60s through 70s music nope. like I'm, I'm just saying like the temptations and the heartbeats and all of them gladys knight marvis gay and all of them they, they actually got some good music that would work with like you know boys the men and all of them that's why i said 80s and 90s well oldest redding he's he's like 70s 60s so is the temptations and shit like that uh, uh marvin gay i think marvin gay is in the 60s and 70s too or 70s more so and late eight, early 80s 70s from Marvin Gaye. That will be a great debate. Let's segue into these debates that we got up next. Hold on, wait a minute though. Wait a minute though. Can I just give my quick piece? Can you hear me? No, we can't hear you. Can't hear me. I said that would be a great debate. Let's segue into these debates that we have up next. Wait, Trip, Trip, you got something to say on the current topic before we move on? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? No, we can't hear you now. We can hear you, dude. Yes, we can hear you, bro. Eight black people, bro. Anyway, um, racist. So, for starters, the Kobe versus LeBron debate is a dead debate, in my opinion. Uh, LeBron has too many failures for you to compare him to Kobe. And then to segue into the Randy Moss T.O. The Randy Moss T.O. is is, is really preference what it comes down to. What do you prefer? Because in all honesty, the fourth, by the way. Oh, okay, he'll come back. He he clicked the he clicked the airtime thing by accident. Went into the airtime room. But um, I think he's on his laptop. But but go ahead and think you're on. So it's really it comes down to preference for Randy. Randy did the things that 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 Mike is saying that T.O. did all the time, but he did them in a short span. So the beginning of Randy's career, he was known as nothing but a deep threat. But right there in that middle pocket, that middle pocket from like the end of Minnesota through the Patriots to maybe a little bit of San Francisco, Randy was probably one of is probably the greatest all-around receiver outside of Jerry Rice and Calvin Johnson to ever play football. And there's a big bias for me because I also am a Vikings fan. The touch on the smoke music. I'm bopping like when I really like get loaded, loaded, I bop indie conscious hip hop for real, for real. Chance the Rapper, Mick Jenkins, uh, Shmino, Joey Badass. That's what I listen to when I get high. All right, my bad, fellas. We're going to swing into our debate. All right. So for our first debate, so this segment is called Who You Got, where we're going to debate two different fictional characters or characters of any category. We're going to start off with the Terminator T1000 versus Predator from Alien versus Predator. So, who would like to debate this topic? I'll, I'll take the predator. I'll take you. I'll take the actual. All right, we got anyone for the T one thousand? No one wants to challenge me. I, I, I guess I'll take the T one thousand because no one's stepping up. All right, so we're gonna break these debates down into six categories. First category: is speed. Second is strength. Third is endurance and durability. Fourth is IQ. Fifth is skill, which includes hacks, techniques, and abilities. For five categories. I'm sorry about that. Kick it off, Big Jewel. So we're going to start out with speed. Okay. This and speed you got one me. minute. You got one minute to discuss your facts, Juby. I'm going to start you out now. Wait, I, I don't need a minute per per step, but the speed for Yachua 
um, especially this one, the youngling, is not that fast. It's about average human speed. He doesn't have anything faster. Like he's not like uh, he's not like outrunning cars or anything like that. So Yachua's or Predators typically aren't that fast. Is that all you got to say, Juby? You still got about forty seconds left. I mean, you want me to discuss all of the stats or one by one? No, just the speed. Just the speed. Yeah, just just the speed. He has he has like average human speed. Yes, that's all. All right. So three swords speed for the T one thousand. What do you got? So the T one thousand is probably like above average human speed. Um, I would say like probably almost like peak human speed, but the speed isn't that like amazing for the T one thousand. But um, he could run pretty fast. All right. To be honest with you, I think both of you guys are downplaying the speed of each character. The T one thousand is seen to be chasing a car, which was going at high speed in order to evade him. And the Predator as well has speed that he can match up with the aliens, which have tremendous speed. So I'm not sure exactly what that scales or how fast that is or, or whatnot, but we'll go around and, and what, who do you guys think wins the speed feat? Uh, all you got to do is say Terminator or Predator. You know, I'll, I'll say the Terminator wins, wins the speed feat. Yeah, the, the whole the whole chase in the car, he the, I think three swords is not explain, dude. Need to explain, just say Terminator or Predator, bro. I got you, Terminator. Terminator. Y'all time is up already. Y'all time is up already. All right. Speed, Terminator or Predator. Terminator. Let's go around the room. Terminator. Terminator. Three. Who you vote? Terminator or Predator? I'm sure you're gonna say Predator. Terminator. I mean Terminator's faster, but Terminator just chase, you know, hit it. All right, so we got Terminator for speed. Our next category is gonna be strength. I believe. Juby, you kicked it off on the last one, if I'm not wrong. So, Three Swords, you go ahead. Uh, the Terminator has amazing strength, especially this model, the T-1000. This one was made, like, more thinking about strength than, you know, speed or any other, you know what I'm saying, attribute. It can fuse into metal around it and use it as a weapon. You know what I'm saying? It can turn its body into weapons that it knows from memory. You know what I'm saying? Scanning any melee weapon and be able to turn its arms into it. And is able to go one-on-one -on -one and dog a Terminator. You still got about 30 seconds left. How does that equate to strength, though? What kind of facts or feats can you give us on strength? I mean, the um, this Terminator's metal is harder than the other Terminator's metal. I don't know how strong the other Terminator's metal is, per se, but strong enough to take shotgun shots to the face very hot um, lava to the face, you know what I'm saying, to his body and still be able to move and, and work. This Terminator is able to punch through that, break off that Terminator's limbs and things like that. That's everything? All right, Juby. Give me one second to reset. Go ahead, Juby. All right, so this, this particular Predator, not speaking of all Predators, just speaking on this one, was able to manhandle aliens and humans one-handed like they were nothing, like fully grown 200 pound men or 300 pound aliens just wrangle them his his this one's biggest strength feat is able to push around the queen alien who's like the size of a fucking t-rex um i don't know if her weight is the same as a t-rex i would assume so because aliens are actually pretty dense in their in their armor and the acid actually makes them way more than other species because it's not blood I mean, it's, it's, it's there for blood and yeah, he, yeah, he's he's able to to fight the the queen alien and actually physically move her around, and she's like the size of a T Rex. All right, cool. Three. I just want to say some of those strength feats you was using is actually durability feats. 
So just keep that in mind for the durability round. All right? I would also like so to say uh, the um, there's not a lot of strength like the strength feats for that Terminator. Like he didn't do a lot of lifting strength type of things. So it, it was the only strength he he has is beating up that Terminator. That's his biggest strength feat of the movie. All right, so let's go around. What do you guys think for strength? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Predator. I will go with the Predator. Oh, predator. The predator. All right, so all around, that's a feat for the Predator. So, Ju... My bad. Juby, it's on you. Our next one is Endurance and Durability. All right. Um, Endurance, as far as, like, stamina, we've never seen a Joshua get tired, so don't really know the limitations. Can you hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, we hear you. Did y'all hear what I said as far as the next the next round? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my fault. I could my, my computer went out and I saw his box light up green. All right, go ahead, Juby. The clock's on you, bro. All right. So yeah, uh so as far as endurance, we haven't seen any Yachua get tired. You've never seen a limitation on their stamina per se. So they definitely have above typical human stamina. Uh, as far as durability, they're able to take gunshots um, relatively well. Um, they do have this. They do have their armor, which is bulletproof. That is is very high ballistic bulletproof. Um, they do have their opening spots. They also have their. I don't know if you want to count their, their their ability to heal within their durability or just abilities, but they do have that. All right, so I'm gonna reset the clock. It's on you three. Um, the Terminator doesn't need to eat, sleep, or anything like that, so it doesn't have the, or use the bathroom, so it doesn't have the human, you know what I'm saying, things that slow us down. It's extremely durable, extremely in, um, endurance. It runs after its target consistently, without stop. It takes bullets on all parts of its body and just regens itself. This form of liquid metal allows it to heal from any wound and reattach things to its host body. Is that everything, three? Yeah, that's all I need. I actually think that the T-1000 doesn't have stamina at all, seeing that it's a it's a robot, you know what I mean? And as far as durability, it is liquid metal, you know, so that would have been a good point to bring up. As far as the Predator, it is, it's an alien, you know what I mean? It hunts for, for survival. It Hunting is what it does. You know, it has healed from great wounds, including acid, including being shot, including being stabbed by an alien. So those were just some points that I think you guys left speak. out. Technically speaking, that is a machine. No, I, 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 I don't know if you heard me, Omni, but I did break up those points. So. You broke uh, both those points, Omni. Also, though. My bad, my bad. Okay. It's my computer, bro. Uh, Omni. Also, though, technically speaking, the T-1000 is also an apex predator itself. It's, it's, it, was, it was put out to hunt down this Terminator. And like, technically, that's all it does as well. It hunts consistently without sleep, oh. rest, without eating or using the bathroom. So, so the thing is, this company wasn't put out to hunt the other one. It was put out to hunt John Connor. Would you say three? I, I said it, it. No, I didn't say the Terminator though. But it hunts his target, which was John Connor. You're right, um, Juvie. Hunts his target consistently without rest, without sleep, or using the bathroom or eating. As far as my vote, I'm gonna go with the T1000 just because of the liquid metal alone. Same here, T1000 for durability and endurance. T1000. Terminator T1000. Wow. Say it again, Trippy. T1000. Three. T-1000. All right, so we're about a little more than midway through this debate. Uh, we got speed going to Terminator, strength going to Predator, and endurance and durability going to Terminator. Next, what we're going to cover is IQ. I think three, you went on the last one. It's on you, Juby. No, nah, I went first. It's on three. 
My bad, Juby. Go ahead, three. So though the um Terminator only has one target and focuses on that target, the Terminator is very smart and very adaptable to the surroundings and things like that. Using this liquid metal to get around almost any obstacle in its way. Not only that, but it can scan the environment around it and learn about the weaponry, combat information, and clothing and you know things that are in databases of anything, you know what I'm saying, around it. So as long as there's public record of any, you know what I'm saying, information about something, the T-1000 can figure it out and use it in its combat IQ. Not only that, but it comes from the future, so it has an advanced knowledge of technology, combats, and things like that that we have no knowledge of in this past. All right, cool. All right, Juvia, it's on you. So the Predators are, are born hunters from the time that they're little old until the time they're adult. Um, this particular Predator, um, they were set to hunt Xenomorphs. Xenomorphs are really stealth-based, stealth-based, durable creatures. Um, they do also have the ability to 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 outsmart and hunt down some of the greatest uh, tactical fighters the human race has to offer. They have they 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 tend to study their target before before attacking them up until the point where they'll even mimic their own like speech patterns and mannerism just just to just to just just, just to get inside their their target psyche so yeah i, w- I would say the predator has uh ex- extremely high iq in terms of, of hunting and capturing the target all right as far as my vote i i see what you're saying about the t-1000 being a machine but i'm gonna have to go with predator it's, it's just so so well adaptable and it's a hunter i, I would have to go to predator Going the opposite way, uh, I'm going with T182 because, like he said, it scans the area around itself. It can change its appearance. It, it does so many things. It's way more adaptable in actuality, and, and its hacks are kind of stupid. If we're being honest, like the things that it can do are dumb. I mean, we're talking about IQ, not hacks yet. Abilities. Come on, give you a vote, Juby. My vote's going for the predator. T100 for me. Predator for me. All right, three swords. T100. I mean, T1000. So what's crazy is we're three for three right now, and we still got you know a little time left on three sword side of the clock. We're sort of th- three, so I'll put that I'll put that as a tie. But if you guys want to go back at it a little bit more, feel free. Me not necessarily because I'm currently hitting a time crunch. No, it's cool. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on. Last category is skills. That includes abilities, hacks, techniques. All right, so we're on skills now. Juby, you gonna use Juby? All right, so as far as skill. Uh, Predator is like a master combatant with all types of weaponry and not just like their, their uh, I guess their hands. Um, anything from, from wrist blades to spears, uh, guns, nets, traps, uh, their, their, um, their helmet ability to scan for different levels of organisms, uh, based off of temperatures. Took a drink break? Nah, I'm just I'm just <laughs> you just swallowed a fruit cup in one gulp. Nah, so their 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 ability to, to heal um mid combat it's not it's not uh like a regeneration, it's more like a, they have a tool to heal. They 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 have they have a, a, a varied a varied arsenal, like I said, in terms of traps. It's time, um, Juvie. All right, copy. All right, three skills. It's on you. 
the T-1000 create any weapon it could like process out of its own skin, its own liquid metal. Not only that, it could use its liquid metal to dodge almost any attack and wrap itself around its opponent. It uses liquid metal to copy the, the appearance of its opponent or anyone else around it, giving it amazing camouflage techniques and things like that. And the T-1000 is extremely, extremely smart. One of its hacks is its intelligence because it comes from the future. A whole different process thought pattern and everything that would give it the extreme advantage in this fight. I mean, it's not even a question. The, the skills definitely go to the T-1000 for me. He's got yeah, too it's, much it's, with him. Yeah. Oh, would you say Zoro? T-1000. Yeah, yeah T-1. Juvie? I, I didn't make a good argument for the Predator. I'm definitely going to the T-1000. All right, so we're going to do a final vote. I'll run through what we got so far for Speed, Terminator, Strength, Predator, Endurance, and Durability, Terminator, IQ, Terminator, Skills, Terminator. I think the, the fight goes to the Terminator. Fight goes to the Terminator. Terminator. Absolutely. Yeah, Terminator. Most definitely. Well done, Mike. Well done, Jude. And we're going to transition into the next thing. You fucking with Trippy Guy and the villains of the village. So this is the part where I part ways with you guys. Oh, we losing Big Juby, y'all. Okay. Everybody at home say bye, Big Juby. Everybody have a good night. So the podcast goes well, Later. brother. Y'all have a good day. You be safe, bro. So if you guys want, we can keep going into the debates, but we lose the photos. Can no I didn't really prepare for any debates, so we can move on if y'all want, but that's what y'all still want to keep going. Yo, what was the next debate was Roshi versus Genkai, right? All right I'm ready. All right, so for the next debate, we got Master Roshi from Dragon Ball. And we got Genkai from Yu Yu Hakusho show. So they're going to use them at their peak. And it is, I wish I had a coin or something. You guys can pick who go first. And... Uh, Swords can go first. I'll take go first. So where we start? Whenever you're ready. Where we starting now? Where we start? All right, so we got speed, strength, endurance, and durability, IQ, and skills. We're going to start with speed. All right, whenever you're ready. I'll start off. Um. Genkai um, speed will be, I, I feel it's up there with world class speed, but her the skill is not in her foot speed or her ability to run. It's in her hand speed and movements. Genkai's hands are very fast, faster than the human eye can see. The way she, her, the way she, her, her martial art techniques not only give her the ability to move very fast, but lull the enemy into a relaxed sensibility, which makes them lose sight of her movements, giving the ability to move through guards and things like that to knock down and take down her opponent. She had an infighting hack. All right, Zoro, it's on you. All right, so in early Dragon Ball, Master Roshi was clocked at running 100 meters within five seconds. Years skip past, you can actually do the power, uh, power scaling for this, you can easily say like peak human. I'll give it low power scale. So I'll probably clock them in at running at least a hundred meters now. Currently, probably like 0 0.61, 0.61 seconds. That's everything you guys Zoro? Speed feeds is really not shown for Master Roshi, so that's all I got for him. All right, on the on the two that's given, I know Master Roshi can be quick, but I don't know if he's as quick as Genkai. So I'm I'm gonna have to side with Genkai on that. Roshi. I don't even really know, but I know Genkai. I'm gonna go with Genkai. I'm gonna go with Genkai myself. All right, next we got strength. It's on you, Zoro. All right, so strength. 
early Dragon Ball, he, his technique was also falls into another category. Uh, his Kamehameha was actually clocked in to actually destroy a moon. Now, to destroy a moon, it takes about 57 tons of TNT, which actually is about... So, 57 million tons of TNT, that's actually about... To blow up the moon, it will cost you around like 2.25 times 10, uh, 10 to the 37th power, which is joules. So therefore, he is actually clocked in that moon level. <laughs> That's everything you got, Zoro. This is on the spot, bro. You lost me with the numbers, but I got you, bro. All right, three, it's on you, bro. So Genkai using her spirit gun technique can destroy a mountain into crumbles. Um, her her spirit wave technique puts her at the peak performance of herself. You know what I'm saying? She fights. She's been shown fighting high B and A. Um, ranked demons with ease in her peak performance level, and her herself was clocked in at a high B ranked demon level when she was um, had the spirit wave technique. An A ranked demon has the power to blow up the planet, so Genkai is right under that power level as far as strength. I think we got a message from somebody. Let me let me see what this message says real quick. We ain't even been checking the comments. You hear? This message is from Dreamer. Man's completely missed empty frequency from sounds. And they technology is still far superior than we know. That's Oh, the Terminator shit? I'm not sure what this is right here, but this is he is MFTL keeping up with Jiren. Oh, Master Roshi? That's manga feats. Yeah. So for strength, I'm gonna have to go with Master Roshi, bro. He's got that whole strength form. Uh that Kamehameha is no slouch, bro. I'm gonna have to go with Roshi. For strength? You including the Kamehameha for strength? Just the force of the Kamehameha. Oh, okay. So does Genkai have like some type of energy projection blast or some sort? And you yeah. said it's capable of blowing up our planet? No. It's been shown to blow up, blow a mountain into crumple. Burst Master Roshi blowing up. Yeah, that ain't enough. I'm going to go with Roshi. Roshi. I'm going to go with Roshi myself. All right, we got another message coming in from Dreamer. Hold up. Vape says we're not paying attention, but I just read that, Vape. Hey. Hey, I'm Black Santa. I'm Black Santa. What did he say? Okay, Dreamer is typing. Oh, what? Well, as far as strength, as far as strength, that goes to Master Roshi. We're going to move down to endurance and durability. So it's on you, three. So Genkai has a spirit healing technique using her spirit wave that will allow her to heal almost any wound that she gets in battle. She also has extreme endurance. The spirit wave techniques give her the ability to stay in her peak performance form while she fights. So as long as she's fighting with the spirit wave technique, she's at her peak performance, her peak stamina, peak speed, and peak strength at all times. Okay, it's on you, Zoro. Uh, before I start, that sounds more like a technique than a durability feat. Uh, not much like durability Feats on Master Roshi besides on the power of uh, the tournament, tournament of power. Uh, it was shown that he was faced off against a foe that actually held off Goku uh, in his base form. He transformed and he was taking a, a major beating. He also faced off against Frost in a weakened form and took uh, took on Frost and henceforth had help with Vegeta to actually defeat this character. Now, Frost is the actual character that is able to blow up a planet, so I would probably say his feats is low planetary durability. Is that everything, Zoro? Not much durability feats on Master Roshi for me. 
to, to answer the part about like um the spirit wave technique, like it being a technique, is a part of her though. So she can't really fight without using that technique. So I'm gonna jump to the comments real quick. Dreamer is gonna send through some beat uh feats, but just to let y'all know, Sinju said you all are goaded, except for me, he said I'm boundless. That's utter lies. I've been balanced since boundless was balanced with two thighs, two eyes. Nigga. Dreamer says durability. Roshi took on a full power base Goku. Don't nobody care. His power, his powers were released for that one. I will argue that that Goku was not full power. No, you can argue that it was full power, but I'm gonna argue that it wasn't Master Roshi in control since he was being controlled by somebody else. So I can't give him that feat. Yeah, we don't know what that enchantment added to his strength or durability. Oh no, the enchantment was actually stated to actually release his full limiter. So like, put it like this, you know how Yusuke had his spirit cuss actually hindering his, the, the same thing, the talisman. So I, I wouldn't give him that feat because it wasn't Master Roshi in control. So I'm not going to use that feat. Dreamer says she just released the power he had. But that's what he's saying. That's not him releasing his own limits. Dreamer says, Goku himself said, this is the power you've been hiding in reference to Roshi. Which is, but also he wasn't in control of himself, so therefore I wasn't going to use that feat. And that also is not Goku saying that he's fighting at full power. Is Dreamer debating or is y'all debating? Dreamer gets to throw in shit from the comments. People can talk to us from the comments. We're supposed to still push the debate forward, though, even through the comments. Okay, so let's kick these votes off. As far as durability, I'll give it to Roshi. It's a tie for me. I'm going with... Genki. That's a female, and his name, her name is Genkai. Her name is Genkai. She could be a as well, a bro, a homie. You can tell. Genkai for me. I'm going with Roshi. All right. So due to the tie, as far as elevation, and it's two and two as far as the votes, we do need a tiebreaker. But we could just move on until we get a. Oh, I'm sorry. Dreamer actually said durability to Roshi. That was uh, one of the first things I read. Go to Roshi then. All right. So moving on, we got IQ. Whenever you guys are ready. All right. All right. So Master Roshi has shown a lot of battle tactics for his IQ, uh, showing how smart his opponents, even stronger than him. For example, uh, King Piccolo in early Dragon Ball, he used a technique for the Mofuba to outsmart him, seal him away. The first time, the second time was a failed attempt. He also used it again in the, uh, power to the tournament of power against uh, a foe I cannot remember at the time, and then again against a frost, but that was also backfired. He also taught techniques to actually boost his IQ, uh, mental training, mental image, image training, and all that. Okay, it's on you, three. Okay, Genkai has extensive knowledge of spirit techniques, all different forms. She has extensive knowledge of the human world and the demon world. She has high spiritual awareness giving her the ability to not only see other spirits, but manipulate weaker ones. She has extreme battle IQ from her years of experience in battle. And she she has foresight that borders on the line of precognition. The way she knows how things are going to plan out in terms of tournaments, fights, things like that is unboarded un by anybody in Yu Hakusho. And she has extensive knowledge of domain magic, training um, Yusuke and his team after the tournament power in domain magic. All right, that's your time, three. As far as votes, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little disclosed on this. Uh, Dreamer said battle IQ for me goes to Roshi for years of experience and feats during the tournament of power. I, I'm gonna say tied for me. It's, it's the you same. know what? You know what? You know what? I take that back. I'm gonna say Roshi. The reason I say Roshi because he knows a lot. He trained Goku, and that's a feat on his own. Yeah, I was close for like 
Genkai, but at the same time, like he he does have more feats, and then on top of that, he's older than what he portrays to be on. I'm gonna go Gen. <clears throat> I'm gonna go Genkai on this one. So we got three for Roshi, one for the Genkai. Really, I'm gonna go Genkai as well. I'm going Genkai too. All right, so we're tied on the IQ. I'm not looking at the main screen, but are we missing a vote right now? Movie had to go to work. Yeah. It's okay, we can move on to skills and, and, and We can come back to that one. All right, so skills, that includes abilities, I thought Babe was a, a tiebreaker. Uh, it's three and three, so we just need one tiebreaker. Oh, okay. So skills, that includes abilities, hacks, and techniques. Whenever you're ready. So, um, Genkai's skills and techniques are extensive, coming from the spirit healing technique, allowing her to heal any wound. She has a paralyzing touch technique, allowing her to paralyze the person that she touches, the limb. She has the um, shotgun, a spirit shotgun, shooting off spirit guns in all directions, the shockwave that sends out a burst of invisible energy. She has the soul return technique, allowing her to manipulate the soul and send it into a body or another object. She has the spirit barrier, allowing her to block almost any attack. She has energy tracking, telescopic vision, allowing her to see over 500 meters, and she has levitation. All right, Zoro, whenever you're ready. Can you take it somewhere? Need a fireplace. All right, so Master Roshi has multiple techniques. Uh, to start off, he has a uh, hypnosis technique that can actually put you to sleep. See, it makes you see an illusion. Um, you can debate if he actually is telekinesis. He also has a technique called the Kamiamiha. Depending on the user and the strength of the user, it can either destroy a pebble or a whole solar system. Um, he also, his signature, one of his other signature techniques is also the Mofuba. It doesn't matter how strong the opponent is, as long as you're trapped and ensnared in it, you're basically trapped into a vortex that sucks you into a, any type of vast or jar type object. And it is shown that with a seal attached to it, it is unbreakable unless the person actually, you know, misdirects, redirects it, or somebody has outside force to break it out. Okay, I just want to add in Dreamer's comment. He had, he says Roshi has a paralysis technique as well. Can I add one thing? Do paralysis falls under te uh, telekinesis. Do I have any time left? You did have about 25 seconds left. None of these techniques by Genkai have been shown being blocked. Roshi's techniques have been shown being blocked. I already stated that with the Mofuba. Yeah, the Mofuba. All right, so we're going to go around and vote real quick. I'm going to say from what I know, Genkai is beast. I think she breaks Roshi down, to be honest. What do you mean by that? Yeah, Genkai got the hat category. Say that again, Elevation. I say, yeah, Genkai has the hat category. The spirit orb technique is, is a clear win for that. It doesn't matter how strong the Kamehameha is or the Mufuba. As long as you know how the Mufuba actually works, like how Frost showed, you can actually redirect it. Who you got for skills, Zoro? I'm going with Genkai for skills and techniques. Three. Definitely go with Genkai. She has too many hacks. Trippy. Genkai? Dreamer says, Genkai reminds me of the girl that fought him in top as far as fought Roshi. So skills go to Genkai. So right now we have a bit of a tie. We have speed, Genkai, strength, Roshi, endurance, and durability, Roshi, IQ, tie, and skills, Genkai. How do you guys want to break this tie? If Genkai gets IQ, would it still be tied? No. So, like, I guess that's the last point. Like, I, I, I would argue that, you know, I don't feel like IQ is only battle IQ. I feel like IQ overall, and I think overall, Genkai is a better IQ. I say you guys take a minute, a little back and forth, you know, a little, a little dialogue and rebuttal. You know what I'm saying? See what you guys figure out. Maybe it changes. Maybe it doesn't. In a sense, I already put up, like, his actual IQ mixed with his battle IQ. 
And then just to top it off, Roshi is like close to 300 years old. Genkai isn't. That's a fact. Roshi is almost immortal. So like, yeah, I feel that. I get, I, I give Aki just off of his experience. Even though I think Genkai has like she knows more techniques. Yeah, due to the fact if they was the same age or lived the same amount of time, I would probably give it to Genkai because she uh, is like more adaptable in situations than Roshi is. Not downplaying Roshi, but I've seen more feats where she actually adapted quicker. That's what I'm saying. I, I have more feats when Genkai uses her intelligence in battle and just knows what technique, the perfect technique to use in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Genkai also was smart enough to know that the people that they were fighting in the tournament power were being controlled by someone else. She used her IQ and her spiritual awareness to figure that out when Yusuke was going to kill him. All right, that's a minute. Do you want to rebuttal anything, Zoro? No, I still stand with Master Roshi doing to his longer lifespan and um, more experience than Genkai. All right, so we got Dreamer saying, I think they should redo the speed. Roshi is able to fight easily at faster than light to MFTL characters. And That's comparing Dragon Ball speed feats are far more easy to scale. Yeah, that does manga he's using. He's using the fight. Why are we scaling? It's because it's Dreamer in the chat. Yeah, all that faster than light, MTL, I, I, I guess. But again... Um, Master Roshi need to use, used to need the um, the the Nimbus to fly around. You know what I'm saying? Because that was the fastest way he can move around. Like I don't feel like in a hand to hand contest, Roshi is going to be faster than Genkai. In a sense, I don't think disagree. Or yeah, in a sense, I kind of disagree with that one because in the um, Resurrection arc. All of Frieza's henchmen were second-class warriors. You went out, Zoro, but what I'm going to say is what we're not going to do is go back and redo something that's already settled on the vote. We're just redoing the tie. And as far as I believe three had changed his vote to Roshi, if I'm not wrong. Is that right, three? Yes. Roshi's years, years, and years of over 500 years of battle experience. I feel like it goes to Roshi. All right, so that's Speed, Genkai, Strength, Roshi. Roshi, Endurance and Durability, Roshi, IQ, Roshi, Skills, Genkai. So we're going to do a final vote on who wins this fight. I still say Genkai. I'm going with Roshi, sadly. Roshi. I'm with the, yeah, I'm going with the numbers of Roshi. Trippy, God Tyson. I'm about to go with Genkai. <laughs> uh, Dreamer says Roshi, even though he might not be needed. So that's four Roshi and two for Genkai. Hey, three stores did his thing, though. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That was a fact. Sure, he just held down two different characters. Either way to win, we would have swapped roles. It, it still been good because we both know enough about both the characters. Now, more information on Genkai. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I say with the mid-time, I feel like I could brought up more information about Genkai too on the low. <laughs> yeah, this Master Roshi thing was on the spot. So if it's my opinion, I think that's enough for the debates for the day. We, we spent like a good half an hour in it, if y'all agree. I agree. All right, so we're going to go over to uh interesting segment where we could share some random information we're going to call it did you know i do have some different categories in did you know if you want to share any information that you think the people watching this podcast should know so some of the categories is mythology sports animals uh we have it information or computer information storytelling um health awareness comics animals anything that you want to share information on well Mythology, for what people should know, 
it's basically like folk tale stories that that people told their kids that actually like like previous bedtime stories. But some of the folk tales or mythologies are actually based on true actual events, just passed around and and like exaggerated a little to the teeth. Now it's debatable if actually all some of the, if not all the mythologies are actually real or not. Can you but, give an example of one? All right, so the whole fact of um, Egypt, Egyptian mythology. The B Christian Bible comes from Egyptian mythology, just put in a twist. The whole Jesus comes from Amun-Ra, Anubis, Seth, and all that. So it's just a combination of, of, of like multiple gods. Now, God himself is the image of Ra, not Amun-Ra. Well, yeah, Ra, Amun-Ra. Anubis, Seth, Horus, and Isis are basically like mirror images of like how Christians pick like the Holy Mary, uh, Jesus or Jesus, if you want to put it in a technical term and how everything was portrayed. Now we can go into a whole another realm and talk about quantum physics and how this thing plays out or we just keep it simple. It's up to y'all. Hey, three, just as a uh, side note, Dreamer tells me to tell you, I still think that boy three got the speaking down. Not sure what that means, but I'm sure it means something. Appreciate you, Dreamer. All right, so anybody else want to share any topics of information that they know as far as mythology, sports, animals, computers, storytelling, uh, health awareness, or comics? I got one for mythology. Did y'all know that the god of Shango was not only the thunder god, but he was also the god of fire? No, no sir! Absolutely. I'm not hip to Shango at all. Who who is Shango? Shango is, Shango is one of the ancient gods of uh, a lot of people forget about him because you know they say that's where like a lot of the lightning uh, characters and the lightning affinity for black folks come from. But we also forget that Shango was also the god of fire and he was a war god. He was one of the only gods that carried an axe and would beat your ass with it. So Thor and Kratos are basically like mirror images of, of Shango. Well, I mean, like you said, most, God of, most, of the, most of the gods from other mythologies are based, are based off the African gods because, you know, Africa was the center of the universe or well, the center of Earth at one time. So uh, the god of the god of Thor is, you know, probably a child of Shango. And where is he from? I'm looking him up now. Shango is from Egypt. Yeah, he's from Af Africa, but he's an Egyptian god, I think, with Tet, Set, and all the rest. He's of the basically, you say like lost god. Like nobody really praised him no more. He's a he's an African god, not Egyptian. He still works Egyptian. Egypt Egypt is in Africa, fool. Come on now, dog. Come on, man. <laughs> two different mythologies. I got you. I got you. You knew that. I was just jumping to the mic to say something. Ooh. What? Hey, Trippy. I know you got like a weird, crazy fact about animals, though. I want you to tell them about them hyenas, bro. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Who works for the PR team for the otters, man? I want to know, because because this is crazy. What y'all think about otters when I say otters? Cute. Highly intelligent, but devious. Devious. Spawns Spawn of Satan. The worst thing to ever walk this if I tell you what, Zora, intelligent, deviant. No, they're monsters. They're eight to ten pound monsters. 
So there's a story about a set of otters who, uh, who stalked a set of dogs in Australia and pretended to mimic like human whistles to get the dogs to come out into the water. And when the dogs came out into the water, they drowned the dogs and raped the dogs' dead bodies. Because that's what they do. They practice sexual dominance. That's a thing that otters enjoy. They don't even just do this to other animals. It's inner in, inside their own species as well. It's also how they mate. Sexual dominance, they rape each other. Hey, yo, what the? Here, I got a better story for you. There was a baby seal on the shore, and an otter walks up behind it, bites it on its neck, takes it into the side, tide, drowns it, rapes its dead body, and then proceeds to swim off. Monsters. The worst thing to ever walk this earth. That's like baby dolphins right there, bro. Let's hear it, three. Well, on September 26, 1983, we all could have died. So the Soviet Union got false alarm that looked like the United States had fired five ballistic missiles at Russia. The officer Petrov, if I'm not pronouncing his last name wrong, is the one that got the warning. Now, he thought this looks ridiculous, so I'm gonna wait until I give this message to the higher ups. And it turned out to be a false alarm. His patience with this saved the world. Because if he would have told the higher ups this, they would have bombed America for sure. And sending a nuclear attack to America would have got a nuclear attack right back. Sending us back into the Ice Age. So Dreamer says, did you know the goddess soul was forced into her role? She never wanted it. That man trippy dark as hell. Hey, I'm just telling you the damn truth. So I just want to bring information to some cybersecurity. Anytime you see something that says allow access or you allow access to Facebook or something, you're really opening up your information to other people to invade your information, your privacy and things like that. So you're basically allowing a site to give away your information. If you've ever heard about things where they give out information or they they sell information, this is how you do it because you allow access. Also, if you've ever been in college or school before, you've used a camera system in which your professor can take over your laptop and click through things. Just know what kind of app you, you're using and what kind of access you're giving away. You put an app on your computer that allows another person into your computer, no matter if it's limited access or not. You've basically given right to malware that has been converted to software. So just be aware of your 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 um, cyber security. Be aware of your of what you're giving away because at any day somebody can be in your computer, in your camera, in your files, in your banking account. Yeah, I feel it. So you know what's next. So what we got next is what to watch. Now, if you guys want, you can advise some favorite new TV series gotta, or gotta, movies. Fade zero. Y'all gotta get on that shit. I ain't even gonna let him finish. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just introduce something new or interesting that you think people should watch, read, or or get into. Gilgamesh. They should watch <laughs> slit that girl's eyes. What series is Gilgamesh? Yeah. That Zero, that's the Fate Stay Night series. Um, question, can I bring up a movie for which you, you should watch? Absolutely. Anything that you think is interesting for somebody. I'm going to actually bring up a book. So yeah, how do y'all feel about Fate? How do y'all feel about it so far? When you watch it? I had it streaming in the Discord today. It's a little too dark for me, I'm not going to lie to you. Kind of messed me up in the first episode. It ain't. I was... Go ahead, Zora. Goblin Slayer Dark. But it ain't that dark. So I just learned a random new fact about it today. I was watching it in the um in the group live. 
and I was told that it was made from a porno simulator. What did he say? Oh. A porno simulator. Hey, yo, what the? You know what I'm saying? Which actually gave me a little more interest in it. But at the same time, I'm sort of looking at it like, don't scale these characters against anime characters and don't debate them. Because at the end of the day, I'm just throw a naked chick in front of them. And you can subscribe so, to Goblin that. Slayer isn't dark. Redo Healer is dark. That first episode is dark. They, they the first episode of they, they throw a little child into a pit full of worms as they those worms sexually assault and rape her for twelve hours. Just like in the first episode, the main character gets raped by every single who every worms? single gender what? in the entire series. Mike, what worms? The worms in that pit. The the sister of the girl. So like the main mage or whatever. The the one the, I forget his name, but he had like those two girls that he called his nieces. They used to give presents and stuff to. They took the sister away because she had this mage blood, and they were trying to break her. In breaking her, they threw her in this pit with these worms that was crawling all over her and raping her for twelve hours. And what series is this? This is Phase Zero. I don't remember this. <laughs> this is Episode One. <laughs> hey, I just want to say we got Millie Miles in here. What it do, Millie? Yeah. All right. So anybody else got anything they want to? Oh, I, I definitely have something I want to advise. So we were talking earlier this week about financial literacy. I just want to advise that you everybody. Were I'm to sure this is my question about how did you feel about Gilgamesh, you jerk? Oh, shut up. I don't like it. Nah, it's decent. It's decent. The power is crazy, but I would have to invest a little more into it before I give a whether it's good or bad type of opinion. Now, moving on to what I want to talk. I want to talk about financial literacy in a book that I want everybody to read. It's pretty old of a book. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Just learn about how to make money and bring your mindset to money. Absolutely great book. Amazing book. I, if you want I think a better book for African-Americans to read on financial literacy. The Pumpkin Plan, because we all know Robert Kiyosaki. So let's not I ain't know that. I don't know much about the author. I just, I'm just starting to read the book. But get us hip a little bit, Hellevation. The Pumpkin Plan basically teaches you how to turn your life into a, uh, well, not your life, but your finances into a corporation. So rather than, you know, uh, spending money, I mean, spending money first, you pay yourself first. Because a lot of black people think, oh, well, if I got to start a business, I got to have all this extraneous shit. I got to have this high class printer. I got to have an office. I got to have a space. But you never take into account paying yourself. How the fuck are you supposed to run a business if you don't pay your bills? How the fuck are you supposed to run a business if you can't take care of your kids? How are you supposed to run a business if you can't even take your girl out? So we need to start paying ourselves first, and then you account for everything that your business needs after that. So what do you mean by that? If I get three grand and my profit margin is 30%, are you telling me to take the 900 off the top? I'm telling you to pay with, I'm telling you to pay. I'm telling you, the book Pumpkin Plan is telling you to basically analyze what the needs of your business are versus the needs of yourself. And so you can't function and run a business, you know, without paying yourself. So if your business is, if your business profit margin is $3,000 and your bills add up to $1,000 a month, you should be paying yourself $1,000 a month before you pay any bill that has to do with your business. And if you can't make the numbers work, then you either need to cut back in something on your business or you need to increase profit. It's a different way to look at things when it comes to running a business. And that's why a lot of people, they run into, oh, I work 90 hours a week, but I don't make no money. It's it like, sounds like a book money goes to your that you should read once you have an established business, like Wave of Light. 
It would teach that's you what that. everybody that's that's what the goal of every person should be is to start their own business. You shouldn't be working a nine to five all your life because you're just making somebody else rich. I hear you. I think in my personal opinion, some of the first things you need to know about money is a mindset. You need to have the mindset first. To add on to what both of y'all saying, um, The Laws of Success by Napoleon Hill is an amazing book to add on to. To solidify that, read The Pumpkin Patch, The Laws of That, and um, 48 Laws of Power. That will basically boost your whole lifestyle. Right. Amen. You building the military out here, Zorro? Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> Mix the 48 eight Laws of Power with the Art of Seduction. Do not apply the art of seduction just to attract women. Apply it to business. I feel like three and Zorro, y'all on the jail book reading club. The 48 laws of power, the art of war, the art of seduction. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. I feel it. But I feel like that is the j uh, uh, stipulus. Listen, the one over and he gives a, a fucking a game plan to actually corrupt him and take over or take things back, I'm going to use it and then use it better than him. Think of it like this, right? That that What you said is definitely facts. But black people, we don't get these books until we go to jail. White people get these books automatically when they're young. They get read these books. Well, it's because black people, we don't talk about money. It's taboo. You know, you ever ask your parents how much money you bring in every month? You get slapped shit out of it. <laughs> but, you know, as, as black, as, as us in control of the new generation, we should be having normal conversations with our kids about money. It shouldn't be taboo to tell your kids how much. Because if you can educate them early and they can see how money works, then they'll be more successful later on in life. Um, oh, shit, fellas. I do have a movie as my what to watch. Um, Everybody should go see the new My Hero movie. It is canon. They have a one-shot manga chapter for it to catch you up to date if you're a manga reader only. So you can be on track of where the movie takes place. It's amazing. It's a really good, heartwarming story with some great fights in it. Really shows my hero at the height of their animation. I also have an anime recommendation. It's called Tower of God. Tower of God is a story about a boy named Bond who's chasing after this crazy white girl to in order to climb the tower to see the stars. But it's a lot of betrayal, intrigue, mystery and world building in the anime. It's one of the first animes of the year that I've given a, well, second anime is a, that I've given a nine out of. So I think it's definitely. I feel like uh, Elevation is going to fight this uh, push to talk. This does not want to stay down on my phone. It just keeps blinking out every time I touch it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're getting ready to wrap it up. Just for, for a little quick font, we got some topics we didn't really cover in Unpop Culture, so we can do, what we can do is you just make your pick real quick. I'll read them off, you make your pick, and then we'll end this out, all right? So the first one we'll do is, should ketchup be in the refrigerator? Yes. No, who wants cold ketchup? <laughs> it's been there, it's gonna be there, it's gonna stay there. So you, It's so been you... there, it's gonna be there, it's gonna stay there. Right, it's huh? been there, it's gonna be there, it's gonna stay there. What'd you say, Zora? You want your mouth burning with some hot-ass fries, huh? Yo, I don't want cold ketchup on my hot bags. <laughs> you want cold ketchup if we tell you. It's gonna get hot when I tell you on cold ketchup, you want cold ketchup. You understand me? Nah, not at all. <laughs> you gonna have that signature. <laughs> like, do y'all put barbecue sauce in the refrigerator? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Oh, boy. yes. What the hell? Any condiment, once it's open, should be put in the refrigerator. That's how you preserve it. 
I know white people that keep mail out on the counter and in the, in the little. What did he say? In the little cabinet drawers. Mayonnaise. Don't don't go to their house no more. That's nasty. Second time. I don't. Go ahead, Elevation. What were you saying? I just said I don't. Go ahead. Pineapples. Do they belong on pizza? Yes, sir. Go back to jail. Bing bong. Yes, go sir. Go back to jail. That's crazy. <laughs> Hey, that's crazy. Go back to jail. <laughs> that was fruit cups on saltine crackers. That wasn't Hell no, no pizza. Pineapples do not belong on pizza. Yeah. You're wildin'. Y'all can trip down some stairs. What y'all talking about? Pineapples belong wherever they at. You go to jail too. As long as you include ham or some type of meat that goes with it. Thank you. You gotta put that honey ham on that joint. Yeah, y'all trip it like Nah, y'all can keep the cooked fruit. All right, Go. next topic. Is making the bed like pointless? In general. Is making the bed pointless? No. Not necessarily. But necessarily. No, it's very actually very cool. If, if you got a girlfriend, no. If you by yourself, yes. Hey, you you plan on messing that bed up, huh? Yes. <laughs> but it's like, what's the point of making your bed when you just fit climb the fuck back you in? You just fit climb. <laughs> I but, like to come home to a made bed. But think about it. There's millions of micro dusts floating all over the place. Like, remember when you sleep, trillions of dead skin cells fall off. You gotta, you gotta dust your bed off, otherwise. Ooh, that's what a, that's what a handbag is for, bro. I think making the bed is more of a devotion or like a morning routine just to keep yourself going, get your day started. You jump right into things, and like three said, you come home to a clean room and a made bed. It just feels different. That shit hit different, huh? Hit different for y'all. Hit different. All right, so hit buying stylish clothes for kids is it pointless? No. Repeat that. Yes, to a certain extent. Is buying stylish clothes for kids pointless? It depends on who you are. I like that answer. That's very true. I'm gonna say for my budget, I take the Spider-Man shoes over the Jordan shoes. Facts. I would never walk outside fresh. I disagree. Kids is like wearing Spider-Man or Paw Patrol. Like nothing wrong with it, but if I'm going out looking nice, my kids gotta match my fly. Exactly, that's how I feel. I feel that, but I feel like that's a you thing. You know what I'm saying? That's not really the kid. Yeah, you know? that's for our opinion, eh? Okay. You know what he means is buying the stylist clothes is for you and not for the kid. In a sense, yeah, but in my opinion, like your kids are your your investment. So like I wouldn't put no investment into like something that I'm actually working hard for. Why would I put a dollar into a stock that's gonna mean you no know, boost my whole career up in the future? I'm gonna put yeah. in there. My only thing, especially with a child, that is literally those shoes are for the day. You know what I'm saying? Unlike you, that is going to have the same shoe size a month from now. The kid isn't, which is true. But again, I also I also said it's also for the person. So like it's me, shoes like twenty five dollars, six dollars, eight dollars. It ain't that bad, boy. Get them Johns, flip them Johns, you just keep them Johns. Boy, I bought Lil one an H&M sweater for $80. He he went to a carnival show and spilled mustard on it that day. I felt yeah. bad, man. You wash that, John, he still wear it too, don't he? That's mustard. That's a stain, boy. I feel like this is a conversation of... 
I feel like this is a conversation of school clothes versus at-home clothes. Now, for your kids going to school, you don't want your kids looking like bums and being made fun of. Like, why are you wearing that Pele shit? So I do understand where Zoro's coming from in nah. that regard. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. Uh, I was just saying, like, I understand where you're coming from about, you know, your, clo- your kids are a reflection of you. But at the same time, like, for the at-home stuff, like, the majority of the stuff they're going to be wearing around the house, for me, especially with the way kids get in the shit and always are getting dirty, they're not wearing no expensive shit around the house. I'm sorry. Or outside. She was the school thing, I kind of disagree with that. I don't care. All right, my my bad. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if my kids wear the pants. Yes, sir. Like, oh, all right, my bad. I hit the volume button. Yeah. Next yeah. topic. Is a college degree just paper? Wait, Zora wasn't finished. Finish. Zora wasn't finished. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead, Zora. Hey, my kids wear pay less to that boy. Let me host that. I don't care if they wear pay less to school. Like they're gonna mess that up anyway. The teachers don't care about what you bring them to school. They're gonna allow them to do whatever they want to do. Like my kids come home messy in their school uniforms every day. But if we going out to like a BBQs or like some high fancy restaurant, my kids know how to not mess up their cl- their good clothes. Well, you know your cl- your kids have IQs of like hundred already at five and six. So yeah. not everybody's kids is that smart. That in home training, that's that's what this generation is lacking. That potato salad he be making. That old man potato salad. What did he say? Oh. All right, all right. So we got about three more and we done. All right. Is is a college degree just paper? Yeah. When it comes to uh. yeah. No. And why? I stand on that, Mike. Stand on that. Tell us why, it Mike. Depends on the, it depends on the field. If you're going into the medical field, the engineering field, law field, something like that, like a, a job that's sought after, the degree is important. But a lot of degrees are frivolous, and they are just pieces of paper. And Zoro knows this from experience. Which is why I say paper degrees is like pointless when it comes to the minority. You can have a law degree in everything, but what firm is going to take you because of your skin color? You have to go to a correct one that's, that's going to be like blind, colorblind. That's also true. I'm not going to go with the, you know, I'm black, so people aren't going to hire me, though. But like, as far as a degree, I don't think any of us in this in this podcast want to work for another person for the rest of our lives. But Which is also true, which is why degrees are also pointless. You can, you can learn online. You can learn a trade online. You can learn how to build those things give you degree. Need to go to school. The school is just just to take our money and waste our time. All those things give you degrees. And, and see that, and that's my thing. Everyone comes up with a backup plan of getting a degree instead of just going to college. You're still going to get a degree, regardless of how you get it. You're going to get a degree if you're trying to get a well-paying job. But what he's saying is that he, what he's saying is is a time thing. Like you know, you go to a trade school for eight to twelve weeks versus going to college for three to four years. I'm the other. I mean, other he can he can speak to it better than anybody because he works in cybersecurity and you can get certificates and uh, you know you can do your degrees at home. You don't even have to go to school to to get into cybersecurity these days. So it's like it's almost like a degree is pointless. In college. So my thing is, you going to online school is still going to school to get a degree. But again, I'm gonna be real with you speaking time. on the clock. It is. Go ahead, go ahead Elevation, my bad. Oh no, you good, go ahead. I'm a, I'm, you brought up a great point, Elevation, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I went to school and I'm in the field that I wanna be in without the degree. So it definitely makes a big difference. But at the same time, it's not needed or required. 
if you have the experience and you have the knowledge and you have the skills of the trade, then you can move along a lot faster than somebody with a degree trying to climb the stairs of a career. I've seen people come in with a degree and didn't make it past the administrative office. I started out as a contractor and made it up to where I'm at now. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, and, and people can have those jobs, they stay with one company, but for a lot of people that doesn't happen to them. You know what I'm saying? They stay in one field, stay in one company, but a lot of people that doesn't happen. My thing is, if people out here, especially my generation, are going to chase their dreams like we want to do, you need a backup plan. And degree can be that backup plan. You can't chase your dream. If that shit don't work out, at 35, you have nothing. The only area I'll disagree with that with, and I think Elevation touched on it first, you are not receiving a doctorate. You're not about to be a doctor without a degree. That's not happening. I'm not saying being a doctor. Let me speak on myself, okay? I want to be an author. I want to be a writer. I don't need to go to school for that. You know what I'm saying? But what if that doesn't work out? I'm not going to be 35 with nothing to fall back on. Let me ask you this. What's more valuable about you going to school right now? The skill and the education or the actual degree? The the, the piece of paper that helps you get a career or the actual skill you pick up? Um, right now, I would say the skill. Right now, the skill. Later on, it would be the degree. But right now, I'm just starting the skill now, but a more viable, a, a more viable backup plan, three stores would be three things. One, learning how to invest at an early age. That's number one. Number two is also getting a trade or two or three trades because in the time that it would take you to get a degree as a backup plan, you can have three trades. You can have one in electrician, one in contracting, and one in radiology. You don't have to go to you don't have to go to college to have an effective backup plan, and you make more money in trades than you do with most college degrees. That depends on what you do. I'm not trying to be an engineer, an electrician, or a plumber, or or a laborer. That's not what I'm trying to do in my fourth. So can I you know. Are you are you going to, to are you going to college for your your dream job, or are you going to college for your backup plan? You were saying a backup plan, right? Yeah, I'm going to the job for my backup plan. If I can get a degree in English, Japanese, I can be a translator. I can um, do blogs. I could run um, media companies. I could do a, a lot of things. You can learn how to translate on YouTube. You don't have to go to college for that. You can okay. you can watch you can watch uh, what's his name uh, Lizal and learn how. To but There's also another element that I could sort of hear a little bit. He isn't saying it, but I hear it. Different people got different levels of learning. Some people need to be taught versus pick it up. If you understand what I mean, so YouTube. Of and not even to cut you off, but I could go on YouTube right now and learn a bunch of shit. That would not tell anybody that I actually know the shit I say. So meaning, when I go to them, be like, yeah, I know this. I start at the bottom. If I had a degree, I don't start at the bottom. I start where my degree puts me at. You do Man, start at the bottom with your degree because degrees degrees vary based off the institution that you go to. If you, if you go to Harvard, if you go to Harvard, you three. like... If you go to Harvard, you'd be more likely to get into the job field that you want to because Harvard is a higher level learning institution. But if you go to like SoCal or if you go to a lower institution, your degree, especially as an African-American, doesn't matter as much just like Sora was saying. And like I said, we had people who came into our office with a degree and they started in administrative. That's pretty much the mailroom. You know what I mean? And some of them don't even get paid, bro. Again, like like I said, I, I start with my degree puts me at every degree isn't the same. And Harvard isn't the best school for everything. It's a great school, but there's specialty schools that you can get degrees that that school special in. It's, it's not as simple as it looks. And I do not agree with the notion that just because you're black, you can't do the things everyone else does. 
I, uh, well, okay, this is what I, I was using Harvard as an example of just a high level institution or a certain type of degree. I wasn't saying that you should go to Harvard. But again, with your example, like I said, statistics have proven it when it comes to uh, African Americans that have degrees versus white Americans that have degrees and, and what their job placement levels are. It's all about nepotism and when you have a degree, especially for certain types of fields. Now, if you're talking about a general degree, like if you were going for Japanese translation, then yes, maybe you probably would have a better chance of getting a job overseas, but would you get a better job at an educational institution here, which is what more likely? What if you were to study abroad? What if you... I'm sorry about that elevation. It went out for me, but... Do you think you would pick it up faster if you studied abroad or if you study with a professor? Let's say you go to Japan and speak the language and live with the people and it's forced upon you. Could you pick it up that way faster than a degree would teach it? Y'all not getting what I'm saying, right? It all depends. I'm, I'm throwing you a hypothetical. I, I, I learned on my own anyway. And I think, you know, yeah, being around people would be a benefit. But my thing is, the same way how y'all said getting a trade, I can't just walk onto someone's site and be an electrician, right? Right, you have to start with an apprenticeship, right? Hey, and and they go send you to school, right? Uh, it's an apprenticeship. It's a paid training. Yeah, everything needs school. Everything. You know what I'm saying? And through grants and student loans, and grants do not need to be paid back. My school pays me to educate myself. Again, what I'm talking about is time. Your your life is measured in time value. You know what I'm saying? College is a huge time value investment. Even if you go to school for a bachelor's, that's two years of time that would have taken you 14 to 17 or 16 months to do a trade where you can literally come out of college and work for any type of institution, <laughs> any type of institution that, that needs those particular uh, positions because everybody needs an electrician, everybody needs a plumber, everybody needs a radiologist, everybody needs a phlebotomist. But not everybody needs, you know, whatever you're going to go to school for. And those jobs are highly competitive. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. So you got to look at your time value investment versus, you know, like, is this job that is, is this degree that I'm going for going to pay off in the end? You know what I'm saying? Is those three to four or two years going to pay off versus me having a backup plan where I can go to work anywhere at any given time? Everyone needs a teacher. Everyone, need, there's a bunch of jobs that English degree or, or translating degree gets you that everyone needs. Everyone, the only jobs that everyone needs aren't only labor jobs. This is the jobs they tell black people we can get. I feel like I feel like elevation is saying there's other avenues to the education than the than the institution, bro. I understand that, but this is what I'm saying. Emer America has pushed black people away from college. They keep telling us to get trades. Oh, it's easy, 18 months, to be laborers, to work for people. They want us to enslave ourselves. I'm not you, the the whole you thing with that one is, is like, when you took, think about college and trades, it's, it all goes back to the same thing. Sometimes that's a waste of uh, time right there. Like, going back to what Hellavision said. Your lifespan, you don't have that long to live, bro. Like picking up a hobby or, or a unique trait that that you can learn that by yourself. You don't have to go to school for that. But bro, if I go to school, like say I go to school, and if I'm gonna die in 18 months, I'm gonna die in 18 months. Nothing matters. Then. You know what I'm saying? 
But well, the yeah, thing, the yeah, thing yeah. that he's trying to explain is like, all right, let's say a person is going for a trade or college or probably both, and he has a time span of like five years to get all those degrees or certificates that he needs. But then you have a person that just, you know, automatically knows it, just watched a few videos, picked up the skills, practiced and all that, and learned it within a few months. It took that person five years to get all the necessary education and certificates and degrees to get that the, um, that that knowledge or platform. But it only took that person a few months just to learn it by itself. Now, if y'all both going to the same field, what if that person that took six months is more educated and like more hands-on than the person who took on like five years? How is he going to prove that though? In the interview stage, how is he going to prove that? Because the interview is going to ask you what your Everybody asks for degrees and certificates and stuff. They actually, do you have experience doing this, that, and third? You can actually prove that. I have a degree in psychology, but there's somebody who doesn't have a degree in psychology who knows more than psychology than me. That person got got picked for an internship for a psychology firm faster than me, and I have a degree. That's what I'm saying, though, Zoro. You telling somebody what you can do is your word versus their word. Me having a third order. That's not true. That's not true. Let me let me just get you hip to something. In cybersecurity, when you interview, they set up a workshop for you. All right. You can be a 17-year-old kid out of high school. As a matter of fact, the DOD hires out of high schools. They go around and try to hire these geniuses or these high intellect kids who are just good with numbers and they teach them another skill. Those kids don't have degrees. Go look at the NSA. They have some of the youngest employees out here. Or a job sending you to school or teaching you. I understand. But a degree isn't the same as a certification. You understand what I'm saying? Still, you having to educate yourself. Every, almost every job that pays but, well is going to... Okay, that's not the question so here. This, this the question is, this is, here what is Hold on. I don't want to make it seem like I'm pick, we're picking on three swords. Nobody's saying that education is important and college, nobody's saying that college is not important. And it, clearly you've studied whatever it is that you're going to school for. You've done the research and you know that that field is a viable field, right? So what, but what I'm saying is a lot of people that go to college don't do that. They go to college thinking, oh, well, this field is, is a high level field. And my parents told me to go to college to be a lawyer. And so I think I'm going to go to be a lawyer. And then you get out in the field and you realize that it's all nepotism. It's all about, oh, your connections and who you know. And, and so your degree doesn't matter as much. So you wasted seven years in college for a degree that you can't use. And that's what a lot of us are running into in this day and age because technology has made, we don't require as many employees anymore. So I'm just saying that why waste your time, your early years doing going to college where you can get a trade or you can get a certification that takes less time. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, oh, fuck college. I'm just saying, beware of college. That's what I'm saying. I, I agree with that, but you gotta beware of it all. I feel like trades are a vicious trap because in, like, on, on honestly, especially when you first start, they don't pay you shit. They don't pay you shit. And most of those companies are union jobs and you have to pay dues out of your check. It's a, it's a trap, especially for young black men. Because it traps us in the system where we can't get out of our parents' house. I was there. So I'm still here. So that argument you put up is the same argument somebody else would put up for college, though, bro. Like, it's vice versa. Like, and this is coming from a person with the college three times. I just want to correct you on the union thing. Unions was to help people with the low wages. Now, I understand there's a heavy, bad reputation behind shady unions and things like that. I get it. 
But if you look at anywhere that has their wages set up, they tell you that they can't go against you if you go at a union. Unions have you pay dues. If you get fired from that job, you can get another job. You need insurance for your kids and your wife. The unions got you. You pay your dues, but your dues isn't ridiculously high. I understand that, but at the time when unions were introduced and were prominent, other jobs in America did not pay as much as union jobs did. Now that's not true. Now other jobs pay just as much, if not more, than union jobs. So it feels like work. It feels like I don't really need you. But it's all competition, though. Remember, it's the same thing that Walmart is doing to all the other retail stores. They blow their prices to outbid the competition. Why do you think Walmart, when Walmart hits, a lot of companies disappear and they start expanding their, their own business? It happened in Queens, too. There's a Walmart in Queens that basically took over H&M, um, um, TJ Maxx, and a few other stores. And they went from a small section to, like, damn near two miles big. So I feel like we could segue this into another point. It sort of is one and the same. I'm not taking it away from you three. But can job searching be fun? In a sense, yeah. It depends on what you're searching for and how, how passionate you are for that shit. In, in the case of Three Swords, what he wants to do, which is obviously, you know, translating, um, the job feel, I mean, that it can be fun. You know what I'm saying? Because you have the pick of the litter and not a lot of people have taken the time to learn another language. That's one of the most profitable, you know, but you know, you have those people that get into those, those high, those high competition job fields, like the medical field, the law field, the engineering field, the architecture field, things like that. The job, the job, the job search can be trash and it can be, it can be disheartening. I agree with you. Like, if you're if you're going to college to be a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, an architect, and you think a college degree is going to automatically secure your job where everyone's looking for those fields, yeah, you're absolutely sadly mistaken. It would definitely behoove you to get some specialists added to your degree or just specialist stuff. But, like, in my case, I want to be a writer at Elevation, right? I want to work with anime and manga. That's why I want to learn Japanese. Because I see Jap Japanese people selling their stories, their culture to us. And I want to sell our culture to them. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's an open market. and But to do that, I feel like, you know, you need a backup plan and something that's going to allow you to still be relative to what you started to do. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like if I have to translate in an English degree, I can always work in a manga anime field. Exactly. And that's smart. But a lot of people aren't as smart as you. And a lot of people didn't experience the things that you did in life to make you that smart. So that's why I'm just I'm just saying that a lot of people don't fall into the, the college trap. And then also when I say trades, that doesn't mean I'm talking about labor trades. I just brought a few of those up because a lot of people are better with their hands. But the tech is taking over. You know, they got a thing called virtual real estate. Oven can talk tell you about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, the meta reverse it's the wave of the future. Metaverse, but boys, I think I uh, think how long y'all? I think we've been on here for like two, three, two hours at this point. I think it's uh, any more points? I, mean, I, think I, don't know. I just want to cover this last topic as far as job searching could be fun. So I just want to say that for job searching for me is nerve wracking, bro. It exposes you. It leaves me hella vulnerable. I got a background in my field. They dig in your background no matter what. It opens you up to a line of questioning that I'm not comfortable with with anybody that's in my business outside of my PO or my family or friends or something like that. So for me, job searching can be fun. It can be revealing. It shows you some pieces about yourself, but I would prefer not to keep looking for job after job after job, it puts you in a desperate state. It makes you, it, it makes you realize that you need the job. You know what I mean? I would just rather excel in my career.
To me, the time to look for a job is when you already have a job. You did trip. Um, I dropped my phone. Is that? Is that it though? And, and elevation, you definitely right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when people talk about trades, they don't talk about like hospital trades and tech trades and like what Omni doing and stuff like that. They don't tell people about them stuff. Hey man, I definitely appreciate you fellas, man. I learned a lot today. Learned about a new god. Got some new animes to watch. Um, got a new book to read. So, pretty informal, guys. And uh, I love the debates. Love the information told. Uh, that's me queuing out. You guys can say whatever you need to. I'm about to shut down the village. Get it? Yeah, your boy Henny Zoro, aka Shadow. I'm out of here, fellas. Yo, three swords, man. I want to thank everybody for um coming through. Thank you, Halavation Zoro, up and everybody, man. Sign off the first episode of this podcast.